Hi, and welcome to the Sailorville Church Podcast. My name is Abe Miller, and I'm here with our discipleship pastor, Jason Jackson. Hey again, everybody. Good to be here. Good to be here. It's been uh, two weeks. We were two weeks ago. We did it, and we're back on. That's right. You That's got right. Uh, you got to speak again. Thanks for coming back Abe. on Sunday. <laughs> well, yeah, you forced me to. So no. Well, I, I asked you on the last. Yeah, podcast I know that's what I'm saying. If, if you would do me the honor, of, if we uh, want to be obedient and keep our word, then well, that's true. That's your good application. Good yeah, job. yeah. I was listening. <laughs> so yeah, so we're here talking about James chapter one, uh, verse twenty-two through twenty-five, which is. Um, I love this part of James. This mm-hmm. is one of my favorite spots, uh, just working through this. And you did a really good job, really brought a lot of light to the whole topic. Mm-hmm. Why don't you just quickly kind of give us an overview? And, and really, it was really interesting to see the last three weeks how yes. all of this stuff is kind of dovetailed and yeah. really kind of built on one another. Yeah, so I'd like to think we planned it this way, right? But that doesn't <laughs> nope. always happen. Uh, so in God's divine planning of all of this, it worked out this way, where I had the opportunity to preach several weeks ago on James chapter 1, uh, verse 19, 20, and 21, which is how do we approach God's Word? How do we be ready to receive God's Word? So you know, quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger, put away all filthiness, evil, sin, uh, you know, confess and repent, and then welcome God's truth into our lives. So it's a little bit of how to be, how to get ready for truth, whether that's before I open my Bible or before I go to community group or before I listen to a podcast or before I come to church on Sunday morning or whatever it is, you know, we need to be prepared. And so James right. says, this is how to be prepared. And then last week, uh, during our missions conference, Lucas Bear, uh, Lucas and Teresa, missionaries to Brazil, we love them. And Lucas says some things that are, you know, he, he even kind of joked about it in one of the services at least. Hey, if you, if you know me, you know this is coming. It's a little bit controversial, which it really wasn't all that controversial. It just sounded like a really strong statement. You know, something to the effect of our, our knowledge um, has outpaced our obedience or our learning has outpaced our, our application or something like that. And really sort of focused on this idea that maybe we don't need to learn more things as Western Christians, American Christians. Maybe we just need to do more with what we already have learned. And that was a good statement, a really strong statement. And as I was preparing for this week, this last week's message, which is the following passage in James 22, 23, 24, um, it really dovetailed with what Lucas said about knowledge and application, about hearing and doing. And so the passage from this last Sunday that I got to preach again is, you know, don't just be hearers of the word, but be doers. Um, so uh, just a lot, you know, sort of a triple whammy there. Yeah. You got three. Yeah. And then this upcoming Sunday, we're hearing about what, so what does that actually look like when you respond to God's word? What are some practical ways that, um, that we should, that it should change our lives and how we respond to people and widows and orphans and all the rest of that? Yeah. Yeah. If, uh, Lucas and I did a podcast yep. last, last week, week yeah. and, um, it was really good. I mean, he, he, it was the longest podcast I've ever done. No surprise. You are a talker. <laughs> yeah, I know. No. <laughs> um, but it was really good. It was really challenging and convicting to my own heart. Um, just so if you get a chance, listen to that. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the missions conference. It would have been the missions conference podcast. I think I'm, I'm not sure what it's called, but yeah. check that out. So, so yeah, we're in James one, 22 through 25. So, so just give us a quick overview of the message yeah. of kind of where you went there. So I'll start by reading the passage, yeah. right? So this is following James chapter 1, verses 19 through 21. 
uh, the, the quick to hear, slow to speak passage, and then he goes right on in verse 22 and says, but be doers of the word, not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he's like a man who looks intently at his natural face in a mirror. He looks at himself and he goes away and at once he forgets what he was like. But the one who looks into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and perseveres, being no hearer, or not just a hearer, who forgets, but a doer who acts, this man or he will be blessed in his doing. So, you know, there's two parts of this of this passage. There's the the big bold statement in verse 22, which is the key verse I think in all of James. Don't just be here. Don't just be a hearer, but be a doer. If you're only hearing and not doing, you're deceiving yourself. And then he gives this story or this parable or illustration to kind of help us personalize it. So there's those. There's verse 22, and then there's the rest of the passage that sort of explains it. And really, honestly, you know, it's not one of those really difficult passages to figure out. You know, sometimes you have to look at a passage and it's like, man, there's a ton of different interpretations yeah. here, or I'm just not sure what God wants me to learn out of this and what he wants me to do and how he wants me to change. This is one of those like punching in the face yeah, passages. Pretty straightforward. That, yeah. And that's part of why we love James, right? Because it just, it, it's keeping it real. It's just real right there in front of us. Yeah. If you want wisdom, ask for it. Duh. If you're if you're going through trials, consider it do- joy. Duh, you know don't don't be so ready to speak. Listen more. Uh, you got to be not just a hearer but a doer. Duh, it, you know it's sort of like what we might call common knowledge or whatever. But the difficulty is in the application of all these things. It's not in the understanding. It's in the practicing, which is kind of the point of this passage that we just looked at. Yeah, and one of one of the. One of the statements, which I'm sure you got beat up over, maybe you didn't get beat up over, but I kind of want to hear your response to it. And if you got any kind of comments, but you were talking about like, you know, we don't really need, we don't need, you said it in a roundabout way. We don't need more information. We need, we need transformation. We need obedience. Um, We don't need more knowledge. There's knowledge everywhere, which in the day that we're living, that is, yeah, you can get everything on your phone and stuff. So like, did you get, did you get any feedback from that? Did people... You know, because that it's a true statement on some levels, and some people would be they would say maybe I I don't know if I agree with what do you mean we we do need more knowledge we we need to learn more of the Bible, but we also need to be obedient yeah. with the information that we do have. Yeah. So James makes the statement: be doers, not just hearers only. If you're just a hearer, you're deceiving yourself. So it's not my statement, right? It's you you got to act as well as hear. And he's just told us in the previous passage to prepare yourself to hear, to receive the Word of God. So hearing is there. Hearing the truth, the knowledge, the information, um, studying, it is there. We have to do that. So we still need to read our Bibles. Absolutely, right? <laughs> so, you know, if people heard the message or if yeah. they're thinking, you yeah. know, even hearing this podcast, like, you guys don't like the Bible right. and you hate information and you you don't want to study or anything, that's not the point at all, right? Listen to the message again or just read verse 22. It's right there. Uh, so that's not it. It's we stop there sometimes, and that's not obedience. That's why James says you're deceiving yourself. If we stop at just hearing without doing, that's the deception. We think God is happy with us when all we do is hear the truth, or all we do is read the Bible, or all we do is go to a Bible study, or all we do is information, information, information. God, that's not what the Bible was intended for. The Bible wasn't intended just so that we might add more facts to our brains. It's so that we might live differently. Mm. It has to be 
something that comes out in the way that we think, feel, know, and do. It can't just be more information. So I didn't get beat up necessarily, but but I understand we either fall we fall into one of these two extremes. We either love the information and just gathering more, learning more, learning more, learning more, listening, 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 without much doing, or we go to the other extreme where we're just doing, 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 but it's not really based on any truth or knowledge. Right. It's just, you know, it's just uh, legalism or what the Pharisees did. I, I don't know. So I think what James is saying is don't get caught in either camp. Don't just be a hearer and don't just be a doer. In fact, he says don't be a hearer only, but be a doer as well. And I think he says it like that because our natural default is to be more on the side of, just gathering information, just hearing, and then feeling okay about ourselves. Yeah. yeah, I was talking with our community group, our men's community group this morning. We were talking about the message, and we were uh, we had this conversation where a lot of times we, and I even did it in our group, I asked one of our guys, like, well, what are you reading? Yeah. And and a lot of times in our culture and in church culture, it's that's, that is an obedience check mark, right? Like, we ask that, hey, did you spend time in God's Word or whatever? Yep. Like, yep. yes, check. Like I did that. I did obey. I did do. I read my Bible. But I didn't ask that guy. So like because of what you read and because right. of the time you spent with Jesus, like what now are you going to do? Like what is your I will statement? What is what is your action plan in some level? Like were you supposed to be obedient? Do you need to confess? Do you need, you know, go down through whatever it was? Yeah. Um, so it is, it is interesting how you can see the two different, the two different categories. So let's, let's talk about the two different categories. So let's say somebody's listening to this and they're, they would be in the knowledge side. Like they lean that way. Mm-hmm. What, what is, what is the benefit of that? What is the thing that they have to be aware of? How do they maybe become more balanced between all of those things? Let's talk about that a little bit. Sure. Uh, I think it's easier to to fill our minds with knowledge. It's easier to study. It's easier to come up with the fill in the blank stuff um, devoid of application because the practicing of all these things is actually where the work comes in. It, it's, it's actually easy to say, what are you reading in your Bible? And somebody says, I'm reading James 1. Okay, good. Now, next guy, what are you reading in the Bible? That's, that's not where it ends, right? But it's, it's easier just to read, just to learn, just to know. The application is where it's is where it gets difficult. The problem there is we get these huge brains and very very callous hearts, and that's not who God wants us to be. Just full of knowledge. I don't think knowledge leads to wisdom necessarily. Wisdom is that knowledge and obedience. It's the knowledge applied. So we tend towards the knowledge thing, I think, because it's a little bit easier, and maybe because we've got so much information. At, at our fingertips, on our phones, on our computers, you know, on the screens, whatever. And uh, knowledge puffs up, uh, puffs, puffs up, and we, we really actually like that. We like people to know how much we know. Yeah. The problem is that's not where it ends. You have to know. You've got to have information. You've got to know the truth. I mean, we, we talk about that here all the time, the truth right. of the Bible. You've got to read the Bible. You've got to be washed in the, in, in the Word. You have to be. Because if you're not, then what are you applying? What are you practicing? It's just moral stuff, maybe. At, at, the, at the most, it's moral. And none of those things mean anything um, in God's eyes if, you're, if it's not based on the truth. So an unsaved person can act morally, 
but that's not based on any of the truth of the gospel and the Word of God. So you need both of those. And our, our problem, I think, for the most part, is that we tend towards one extreme or the other. So I, I would say James makes it pretty clear, and everywhere else in the Bible, by the way, too, that that knowledge plus obedience or plus doing is is obedience. Yeah, it, it is a it is such a hard even conversation on some levels to have because we we do so celebrate the knowledge and like, oh, these people have a lot of they, they have a lot of knowledge. They they you know they're praised because of how much they know or they can articulate something or they can regurgitate something. My 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 concern is yeah, we have a lot of people that can do that, but like practically living that out, right? Like how does that actually get played out in real life? Because it's this is what you hear about like people who are like, Oh yeah, you know all the Bible verses and you can quote them, but like your life is not matching up with what you're necessarily reading or you're going to church on Sunday and you look one way and then outside of church during, during the normal week, it's like, well, wait a minute. Like where's the, where's the truth applied? This doesn't look like Jesus. This doesn't look like what he preached and what he told us in scripture. This is not matching up with what you're saying, which can be a ditch, right? Like, um, okay. So then go to the other side. How, what about the person who's, uh, they're the doer. Like we just got to do more, do more. And that's how, you know, but they maybe don't have a lot of knowledge. Foundation. Yeah. Foundation. So, yeah, I, I think that's the other ditch, right? So just hearing is a, is a problem. You, you bump up against that ditch or that guardrail and just doing is on the other side of that. I, I think when we fall into the just doing ditch, it's because, um, we we get into this, uh, sometimes we call it legalism or this works-based um, value system where God loves me more because I'm doing more. And we know that's not true. We know we can't earn our way into heaven and we can't continue to earn our way into... God loves you as much as he's going to love you right now, whether you do or you don't do, right? But we, because we're humans, we want to do more so that we can earn more of that love or that value or that affirmation. Or we want someone else to see how much we're doing and say, wow, you're really doing a lot. Now, again, that's the ditch, right? So the, the, the blending of those two things or the healthy tension is you're acting on what you know is true. And you continue to learn so that you continue, so that you can continue to apply more deeply in, in your life. Maturity isn't how much you know, it's how much you're applying what you know in more life circumstances and in more difficult life circumstances. It's discern. That's what the writer Hebrews said in Hebrews five in the beginning of six. It's all about discernment. You already know the stuff. How are you applying it? That's real maturity, and we might call that wisdom. Yeah, yeah. I I definitely would be. I would definitely lean towards the like the doer. Like that's. I'm more of like, what's the? Let's get stuff done. Like that's where I find value. Like, yeah. and it's my job too. Right. As some, on some levels, but I'm, I'm definitely, but I can see that I can see. And I, I feel like I felt that in my life too. Like, look at what I've accomplished. Look at what I've done. Look at what I'm doing. Right. Where I think sometimes Jesus is saying like, Hey, stop doing something and just sit with me and be with me and love me and hear from me and, you know, soak it in, soak in those mm-hmm. truths and those, the, the, the knowledge part, quote mm-hmm. unquote. Um, so that would be like, for me personally, I can see how, I need to be careful about that because I can, I can go into that ditch and then I can continue, I can judge people based off of the way that I'm wired. Right. So like, 
yeah, where's the action? Yeah. Why aren't we getting stuff done? Where is everybody? You know, and then somebody who's on the knowledge base part would be like, yeah, but do you know this stuff? Can you articulate this stuff? Can you have conversations with people? And mm-hmm. then then you can get into this judging thing of why aren't you more like me and why aren't you more like me and I'm wired like you and you're not wired and um but I, I think, think it's a good evaluation question. So sometimes we think about this like what how is our church doing overall? But we're talking to individual people here, right? They're you know yeah, listening to the podcast, yeah. You know, they're single people or they're married or they've got kids or they don't have kids or they're professors or lawyers or doctors or you know, teenagers, whatever. So they've got to figure out as they look at these two things in this healthy tension, hearing and doing, knowledge and obedience, what what do I naturally lean towards? What do I default towards? And maybe I need to add a little bit more of the other, right? So if I if I find myself, man, I just love to read. I just love knowledge. I love I just love gaining information. Then I got to ask myself, what am I doing with that information? Right. And just you know, serving on Sunday morning by opening a door once a month is probably not the ultimate doing of that information. It's like you know, you're a sponge and you soak, 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 soak. Mm-hmm. Well, then a sponge is useless when it's full. You got to squeeze that thing out. That's what sponges are for. So if I fall on the other side, I'm just doing, 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 then there's no foundation to my to my actions. I'm not doing them because of the truth. I'm just doing them for another reason, maybe to gain favor in somebody's eyes. That's very, very shallow. So the truth is that foundation that we build on, which is the actions of our lives. Those two things together are are the obedience. Yeah, it's really good. It it the the mirror part too. Let's talk a little bit about the mirror and you know, you use the illustration of the guys and the the gals looking in the mirror and the you know, you guys There's a guy. <laughs> I mean, and women wouldn't do this. And actually yes. the word there is, you know, sometimes in the New Testament we see this word that means human or mankind or whatever. And the word is actually man. It's it's <laughs> James says, "Okay, this is a man that looks in the mirror. It's not a woman. It's a man that looks in the mirror." And he walks away and he forgets what he sees. The other guy does the same thing. He looks in the mirror and he perseveres. He, he keeps looking. He, he figures out what needs to change and then he changes it. He adjusts it. He remembers. He makes the, he makes the change, the appropriate uh, adjustments. And he's the one that's blessed. The first guy deceives himself. Yeah. And that, and that, like that word deceives, I mean, like you think about like looking in the mirror, like we do see it. Right. Like, I mean, the illustration you used of like, there's stuff all over your, you know, your hairs everywhere. Like we do see it. Yep. It's not that we don't see it. Yep. There's, there's a point at some point where we say, I see it, but I don't want to do anything about it. I yeah. see it. I don't want to fix my hair. I don't want to fix my beard or whatever. I'm just going to walk away. And because what, I don't know, through your study or whatever, like, was there anything that you learned or gleaned from that? Like why? Like that, there again, that's pretty basic. That's pretty simple stuff. I know. You see the problem. Yep. Is it that we are deceived that we don't see the problem? Is that is that what's happening there? Or is James actually saying, no, 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 no. You understand the problem. You just don't want to change. You don't want to put the work in. You don't want to put the effort in. It's just easier to stay the way you are. I think that's it right there. I think I see that I see what needs to change for two reasons. One is that idea of the auditor, right? I'm I'm hearing the information. I'm getting the truth. I'm seeing what needs to change, but I'm not doing anything about it. And he, in the illustration, says, and he walks away from the mirror and forgets what he saw. So he sees what needs to change. He, he knows. I think he knows the truth. He just has walked away, not 
paying attention to how he needs to change it. He's forgotten. And I think it's like a, it, it's a little bit of a zinger for, for James's original readers because they were all Jewish people now that are scattered all over the place. Right. And they would have, a lot of them memorized the Old Testament, especially the law. And he says, listen, follow the Israelites' history. It's not that they didn't know the law. It's not that they didn't have information. They just kept forgetting, you know, quote-unquote forgetting. They knew it. They just kept acting as though they didn't know it. And we just constantly need to be reminded, reminded, reminded. So I think that's why we've got to get in the truth very often, because as humans, we do tend to forget. I, I just read this the other day, but I got to read it again. I just heard this the other day, but I got to hear it again because I tend to forget. So that is why we have to hear and dig in and soak ourselves in the truth because we're constantly forgetting what we saw. But then the guy that does, he's the guy that reads it and goes right away and make and makes the changes. So you're not taking too long between when you read and when you make the changes because you can forget in between those times and you're making the change right away. I, I think it's a great illustration and you know, we can we can see ourselves in it uh, yeah. pretty easily. Yeah. And by the way, he calls the Bible the law of liberty, which is, you know, that's a throwback to the Old Testament too. So these Israelites are reading this, and when they say when they read the law, they know exactly what he's talking about. You know, the hundreds of Old Testament laws, especially there in the in the Pentateuch, those first five books of the Bible. So they're right with him. They get it. They're putting themselves back into their Jewish roots, saying, Oh my goodness. Yeah, just like my ancestors kept forgetting what God was telling them, now I need to dig into the law, which again is a throwback to the Old Testament, and not forget what what I'm hearing, what I'm reading, what I'm um, what the truth is in my life. So there's sort of a double zinger there for him. You've got the forgetting, and then you've got the law, and I think they picked right up on it. But it applies to us today too, right? We we've got the Bible. Um, and we got we got to look into it, like we talked about two weeks ago, and James says in the passage above here. But just looking into it and not doing anything with what we see is, is, is that's lying to ourselves. Yeah, I was thinking while you were while you were speaking on Sunday, I was thinking like, man, it it is such a simple truth on a lot of levels, right? It is okay. Here's the truth. Let's be obedient. Let's do the truth. And I was thinking like, just looking around at all, you know, in the service, and then thinking like. What would Sailorville look like? This is just talking about our church here, but like your church, wherever you are, like if we if we just had people who were obedient, yeah, and actually followed through with what the scripture is telling us to do, like what would our church look like? Yeah, like that was just the thing that kept coming to my mind as you were talking. I'm like, man, what if what would it look like? Like if people would just if I if I would just be obedient, if I would just man. Hey, follow what the scripture is saying. What is Jesus saying? Let's do what he's saying. You know, and it's like, it seems like we get sidetracked by that. It's like we forget, right? We forget and say like, well, no, 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 no. I got a better plan. I got a better idea, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is the whole, you know, mm-hmm. our heart is deceitful and desperately wicked. Who can know it, right? It's, yep. it's the idea of like, yeah, I think I've got a better plan. What yeah. if I try this? Yeah. Yeah. So as you're talking, I think there's two, there's two reasons why someone could walk away from reading the Bible or walk away from a sermon or you know a group setting or whatever where they're shown the truth and not do anything about it. Two reasons. One, because they, they might think, boy, I've got to obey all of these rules, all of these laws, all of these commands. Yeah, I mean, there are hundreds. There's no here. liberty there. I, exactly. Like, wh- okay, I can't do all of that, right? So they might just say, well, f- forget it. I'm not doing any of it. Or I'm going to pick and choose, right? So there's they might get overwhelmed that there's so much to obey that they don't do anything. The other 
one is, okay, I, I know what I'm supposed to obey and I'm not overwhelmed by it, but it's just too difficult or I don't want to. I don't want to say no to sin. I don't want to stay pure. I don't want to give generously. I don't want to live on mission. I don't want to go into all the world. So I'm either overwhelmed by the volume of commands, in other words, there's way too many things in in the Bible that I'm supposed to obey, or I'm overwhelmed by the difficulty, in a sense, of the commands. That's interesting, right? So when you walk away from reading the Bible, what would make you say, "Mm, nah, I'm going to forget what I just read. I'm not going to do what I just was told to do. Yeah, I, I think I think it's a misunderstanding of those two things. There's way too much or it's way too difficult. Yeah. I think the simplicity of this is is where is why it's so profound, right? You you know, if you've got kids, you understand this. You say, go go and do this thing, right? It's not that complicated. Just go and do this thing. And they come back with all kinds of excuses and they haven't done the thing. What, what happened? Well, I got distracted. I started doing something else. And you forgot what you heard. You forgot what you were supposed to do. If we would open the Bible and just very simply, if we just walked away with one thing, I mean, just think about it. One, It's not that difficult. Just one thing that I'm supposed to do, think, feel, know, do differently because of what I just heard. Just that one thing. That would make a huge difference in our lives, in our groups, in our families, in our church, overall, in our community. Think about that. Yeah. Which is what Luke has encouraged us to do a couple weeks ago. Just write that I will statement. So what am I going to do with what I just heard? See, those are those two things. What am I going to do? There's the action with what I just heard. You can't have one without the other. You've got to marry those two things together. Because of what I just heard, I will do fill in the blank. Right. Yeah, that's really good. It's not that hard. The, the I don't know about you, but like when I, when I, here, you know, be doers of the word. And I, I'd be interested to hear what you think, think about this, but like I put, I put the do into like a category. Like there's something I go to in my mind of like, um, you know, be obedient in these areas or say no to sin here and yes to purity here and yes to holiness here. Like I, I kind of put it almost into like a category. And this was the part I was convicted about on Sunday was the, it was like God, you know, he was just saying like, but Abe, where are you, where are you not obedient? Because I, I, when I say like, oh yeah, be doers of the word, like, yep, I'm doing that, I'm doing that, and like, I'm making myself feel good, like justifying myself, yep. right? Yep, yep. But if I say, Lord, what am I not obeying? Yep. What am I not doing that I, what am I forgetting? Right. Right. Essentially, what am I forgiving, yep. forgetting? And, um, you know, I was just, I was just thinking about like, you know, sharing Christ with people, sharing Christ with my neighbors, um, pursuing people, yep. loving people. Like that was something God convicted me on. Just like you, I don't think you're obeying like you think you're obeying mm-hmm. in that level. I don't know. Do you, do you go to a certain spot? Like when you hear that passage, do you, or do you just, yep, it's everything. I, I cover it all. Yeah. I think there's a couple things there. One is my personality says I'm, I'm an all or nothing guy, right? So if I can't do something a hundred percent, then I almost don't do it. I, I, so sometimes, sometimes my workbench is, is completely filthy in my garage. It's got stuff everywhere because I, I know if I start working on it, I don't have time to finish it. So I just will leave it like that until I have time. Right. I'm sort of that perfectionist kind of personality. We're never going to be perfect here on, 
right in this life on this earth so it's it's not about perfection it's about progress so that's why we say more like jesus not just like jesus those are two very different things we're trying to grow to be more like jesus so there are things that i think man i i i find those things easy to obey but i find these things more difficult to obey well i need to the things that are more difficult i need to be growing in those areas also so a little step here and there in obedience in one of those areas is a really big deal. That's what we say obedience is all about. We see little as big. Little progress leads to huge changes. Mm. So I think the deal is there are things that we really find easier to obey in Scripture, and then there are things that we find very difficult to obey. And so we fool ourselves by just obeying the easy things and saying, there, look, I'm obeying, aren't I? Yeah, but you got all these other things right. that, that you're choosing not to obey. Yeah. You're combing your hair, but you're leaving, you know, your broccoli in your teeth or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting to think of it that way. Yeah, and it, and it <clears throat> we we can hide behind that on some level. At least I can. You know, I am I am doing these things. I am I am I am a doer. But there are areas in my life that I'm not uh being obedient. That and that's why it. we need someone else to look at us, right? Yeah. So sometimes the Word of God is the mirror in this illustration, and sometimes somebody else is the mirror. They look at you and say, hey, you might not realize this, but this is what you look like to most people around you. You you don't see this, but you've got broccoli all over your teeth right now. You mm-hmm. know, and boy, I did, I did not, I didn't know that. I didn't realize that. I hadn't seen that. So sometimes we mirror the truth for each other, and there, are, there may be things in my life that I find it more difficult to obey or that I've just chosen to not obey. And you come to me and say, hey, buddy, I've noticed this about the way you're living. You might not even see this about yourself, but it seems like you're struggling to obey this, this, and this, or whatever. That's important. We yeah. need that community. Yeah, and that's that's part of the, being a part of a community. And I you know um, Lucas and I, Lucas Bear, our missionary to Brazil, we were talking the other day over coffee, and we were talking about that too, about how it's, you know, community is where you're really getting, that's where you're really having those conversations. Yeah. You're not getting them as much on Sunday morning. You're getting the word and you're getting the, the encouragement and the singing and the worship, but you're not getting that, right? Like, hey, you've got broccoli all over your teeth yeah. and stuff. We're like, in community, that is, you're doing life with each other. You're having those hard conversations. I'm getting to hang out with you and I'm getting to know you and your personality and I'm seeing something or you're seeing something in me which that is making us more like Jesus, yeah. which is the benefit of being in community. Yeah, so so here's a question for people that are listening to this that may not, and we, we call them community groups, and that's a program, right? That The program itself is not in the Bible, but the, the value of, of having community is. It's all through Scripture. It's the one another. So if you're listening to this and you don't have a close-knit group of people that are willing to tell you the truth, even if you don't like it, then you've got to ask, what might I be missing? What am I not obeying? What am I not applying? Where am I not doing? Because I just don't even see it in my own life. You need to have people in your life that are willing to say those types of things to you, whether it's a community group, small group, Bible study, what, even your family, your spouse, your kids, whatever. You've got to have that because we miss that. We, we, miss, that, um, we miss that mirror face-to-face kind of relationship when we don't have people saying those things to us. Yeah, but what if I'm what if I'm embarrassed to call out the broccoli in your teeth? You don't really love me. <laughs> I think that is an issue though, right? Like I see this in them or I think I see the broccoli, they don't see the broccoli. 
but how do I, how do I lovingly come alongside of them and share that? Cause, cause there again, then there's like this friction, right? Like, well, how dare you? You you can't tell me that, but like that, that is the community. That is the part that makes us better. makes us more like Jesus. We just have to be yeah. okay with it. So you said it, how do I lovingly tell somebody that's the key, right? You've got to, you've got to, from a loving heart say, Hey dude, I, you know, I love you, right? And this may not be true, but it seems as though you are struggling with this or this. And then your response is hopefully something like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to welcome that truth. I'm going to receive that truth, like we talked about a couple weeks ago. You might not even agree with that, but your immediate heart response has to be, hmm, I, I really need to think about that. I need to consider yeah. that you may be right on that. Slow to speak, quick to hear, slow to react in anger. You got to receive that truth from a loving brother or sister. Now, if the confrontation is done not in a loving way, that makes it really difficult right. to receive it in love, yep. right? But we've all got logs in our eyes, and you know we we think they're specks, but they're they're much bigger than that. Yeah, this is really good. Closing comments from you, and then we'll wrap it up. Yeah, I, I would say you know this this series, um, this sort of mini series that I got to be a part of here. So two weeks ago with the how to how to be prepared to receive the word, and then this last Sunday, how to respond to the word. It almost sets itself up like two really great messages on what to do with the Bible. But what's missing is how, when you open the Bible, how do you actually how do you actually study the Bible? How do you really pull out what God has for you in the Bible? Because you can be ready to receive and then ready to respond, but how do you actually figure out what God wants you to respond to in Scripture? So I would just say... When you open your Bible, when you come on Sunday morning, when you're in a truth-filled conversation, you you really have to dig in. You've got to ask those hard questions of yourself. You've got to say, what am I seeing in Scripture? How am I interpreting that? Where, do, where else does the Bible talk about this? Other authors, where else have I heard this in Scripture? And then you're ready to respond in application. So don't skip that part. Don't be ready to receive the Bible and then open it up, read something, close it real quick, and then be ready to respond to it. You really do have to do that. It's sort of the cream filling in the middle of the Oreo, right? You, you've got to have the Bible in there. The passages didn't set itself up for, like that, but if you're missing the, the actual mm-hmm. Bible, you're not getting the truth. So receive it, really dig into it, and then respond to it. Yeah. Really good. Thank you for sharing. Thanks for communicating God's word the last couple of weeks. It's been really good and really sparked some good conversations. So thanks. Amen. Thank you, Aber. <laughs>